friends, welcome to the Stellar Human Project podcast. My name is Robin Such, and I will be your host for today's adventure. For those of you wondering what the Stellar Human Project is, well, I'm really an advocate for youth. I believe that it is our job as adults to teach these youth how to know their values, how to stand for their values, how to know when to stand up, when to walk away, how to change their minds with grace, how to move forward with confidence, and how to be the best kind of human they want to be in this world. And to do all of that, we also need to do that same work for ourselves. So welcome to the Stellar Human Project podcast. I am so glad that you are here with us today. Well, hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Stellar Human Project podcast. Um, I had a really interesting week last week. Um, I had a couple of exchanges. One was a face-to-face exchange and one was just something interesting that I read um, that really made me want to have this conversation again about what it is we do and why we do it and what we're trying to teach kids with these extracurricular activities. And I, I think it's a slippery slope. And I think sometimes what happens is we go in with the best of intentions And when we get into that sort of competitive um, time of year, that competitive season, it's really, really easy to not recognize that we are being swayed by the wind and forgetting what it is that we're actually here for. So here's my two uh, exchanges that I had. Um, One was I was having a conversation with a mom of some gals who are synchronized swimmers. And um, as the team was getting closer and closer to competition and the team was doing quite well um, and they were really heading towards sort of like finals and things were going well, um, the shift happened in the club. And according to the mom, now this is obviously third hand information and There's always a story behind everything. People have different sides, but the experience that this mom and and her kid had was that the closer they got to the finals, the more it became about the win and it became about the gold. And it didn't, it was no longer about these kids working together as a team and, and being the best as a team and supporting one another. Because what happened was the um, coaches, the entire team got them to finals. But by the time they were getting close to finals, the coaches started cutting kids that they thought weren't um, weren't gold medal material, weren't kids who were going to help them get the gold. And so um, as a result, these kids worked hard all year to get there. And then they were cut at the at the. 11th hour, not from the team. They're still on the team, but they were told you're not in these routines. And that's a tough thing for a kid remembering like we're not, this is not a professional team. This is not a college team. This is not a pre-pro team. This was recreational under 18 youth teams. 
And, you know, as a result, this kid who's worked really hard all year and has been participating in this sport for several years is crushed and feels unworthy and feels like, oh, I'm, I'm a problem. And I, you know, whether or not these kinds of cuts happen, I think taking care of children's mental well-being and making sure that they don't feel <laughs> like that. I mean, to my mind, the reason that we do these extracurriculars is to bolster kids and teach them confidence and teach them all these, you know, you guys heard me ram, ramble on and on and on about what I believe we should be teaching these kids with extracurricular. And that for this kid anyway, it was really stripped from them all of a sudden. And um, I was like, oh, okay. Well, I don't know the entire story, but that sounds kind of crap. And then at the same time, um, this last week, there was a post from quite a revered uh, guy in the dance teacher community. His name is Regold. And uh, he runs a great dance teacher conference. And he really is about sort of the kind of stuff I talk about. And he it's competition season in the dance world right now. And he posted a really interesting post. Um, and literally, uh, this was like four or five days ago. And he says, these are, this is Regold's post. He says, the decision of the adult mentor dance teacher to enter dancers into a competition at a level that is below their actual skill level raises serious concerns. By knowingly entering the kids into a level that is not appropriate for them, the mentor is sending a message that cheating is acceptable and that ethical considerations can be disregarded for personal gain. It also undermines the integrity of the dance school and deprives other participants of the fair chance to compete. The adult mentor dancer teacher's actions may have long-term consequences for the young dancers involved as they may learn the wrong lesson about success and ethical standards. It is important to ensure that ethical considerations are at the forefront of all decisions made in leadership roles and that personal gain is never put ahead of fairness and integrity. And I read that and I thought, I mean, I think I probably knew that that happens sometimes um, in the, the dance competition world, you know, because they want to win. And I understand, I think that the desire to win is in all of us. I don't think, and I said it before, I'm not anti-competition at all. I think competition is great and I'm not anti-striving to win. I think striving to win is great. I think what I am anti is winning is everything because I don't believe winning is everything. I don't think the winning is where we learn the lessons like everything else in life. It's not the achieving the goal that is where we learn the most. It's in the heading towards the goal, because once you win the goal, once you get the goal, once you achieve the thing, it's a fleeting feeling and then you're on to the next thing. And so it's teaching the on to the next thing. It's teaching the striving that is important. And it concerns me too, that this, we live in a world where the win is important and the gold is important. And, and I, I wonder, and I don't know, because I don't, I, I don't know any of the studios involved in this kind of situation. Um, but 
did we lose sight? And I know it's competitive world out there, especially in the dance studio world. And I know that the, the loyalty to studios is fleeting. And I know that it's really hard to run that kind of business because people will jump ship and go to where the winds are. And I, I get that. So holding your integrity is hard, but we have to remember like, what is our mandate? And, and if the team is not there for the mandate and they're just there for the win, then maybe that's not the team as individual teachers we want to be on. And of course we all want to be on a winning team, but I think, I think Regold has a point, you know, what are we teaching these kids when we tell them that cheating is okay in this situation? It's cheating's okay. If you're going to, if you're going to win, right. We're again, we're here to teach these kids life lessons that they carry on into their lives. And the percentage of students who go on to be professionals in this world are in this, in these fields, whether it's, you know, whether they go on to NHL, if they're hockey players or whether they go on to be professional dancers if they're in the dance world, or they go on to professional circus world if they're in my world. The percentage of them is so small that that's not who we should be serving. We should be serving these kids and and serving their entire beings. And, and it also doesn't serve the ones who go on into the professional world anyway, because let me tell you, if you are a dancer and you go into the dance world and you go to an audition, nobody cares how many trophies you got in competitive dance studio life. They care what chops you have. And you either have the chops to get the gig or you, or you don't. And having won a trophy because we, we put ourselves in a level that wasn't where we belonged is, is totally insignificant. It does nothing. And it, it doesn't bolster the kid's confidence in themselves. You know, on a flip side, not only does it, I mean, yes, they get the win, but how kids aren't stupid. How significant is that win when they know they got it in a level they didn't belong in? And how many of these kids, because there's, they're actually way more self-aware than we give them credit for it, are saying to themselves, oh, you put us here because you didn't think we could, we had a shot in our own category, right? So it didn't bolster their, their confidence. It, it, their confidence took a hit because now they think you think they're not good enough to achieve. Anyway, I think it's food for thought. I think no matter what sport we're in, what activity we are a part of, I think that's um, it's food for thought. I think it's something we should all be thinking about. How do we conduct ourselves and how do we conduct ourselves when things, the pressure's on and, and I'm not judging anyone. It's a, it's a slippery slope. I, these things can happen in a heartbeat. And before you realize it, you've made a decision that maybe all the consequences were not thought through because we had our, our eye on the prize, which is another phrase we say all the time. Keep your eye on the prize. Eye on the prize. Well, okay. Yes. Keep your eye on the prize, but maybe let's make sure we know what the prize is. <laughs> okay, friends. Well, um, that's all I've got to say today. I think I, this really is a podcast that I want you to listen to and have conversations with the people in your world and the people that you work with and the people that you coach with and, and, and see where things land in your organization 
And, you know, whether or not you lead your organization or not, you can be a catalyst for change by starting these conversations and, and reminding the people that you work with uh, what it is that you're there for. You're there to serve the kids. So uh, I encourage you to do that. That can be really scary conversations to have sometimes, um, but I think they're really important and that's what we're here for. So anyway, have a wonderful, wonderful day and have a great week. And you will hear from me again next week. Next week, we have Kiva back for another um, mental health lesson. So stay tuned and uh, have a great one. And until we hear from you again, have a stellar day. Well, that's it. That's our episode. Head on over to stellarhumanproject.com and join the Stellar Human Movement. The first thing you'll get is our four-week Kindness Warrior Project. This is a four-week project that lands in your inbox with all the resources that you need to spread a little kindness in your world, a little kindness to those around you, and a little bit of kindness to yourself. You'll also find all kinds of information about our upcoming workshops, both virtual and in-person, and how you can have our Stellar Human Project team Come to your space to talk to your team, your parents, your coaches, and your students. Well, that's it for another week. I can't wait to connect with you again next week. In the meantime, be kind, be love, be a stellar human. Mm -hmm.